The Overcome and Conquer show is presented by The Project. The Project is a full immersion, 75-hour experience designed for men who know in their core they are not living up to their fullest potential. Rather than waking up every morning ready to dominate life, the mediocre man rolls out of bed and slides into the same unfulfilling routine they've unhappily been in for way too long. The project is for men that have lost their internal flame and motivation to conquer. It's for men living an unfulfilling life that lacks excitement and purpose. Sound familiar? Then listen up. The project is specifically designed to challenge you mentally and physically. We push you to the ledge of self-limiting beliefs and prove you've got much more in the tank. We kill the bitch and unleash the beast. We uncover the demons that hold you back and turn extreme pain into superpowers to dominate life. In the end, we turn mediocre men into modern day knights. We forge a brotherhood and bond that levels you up as a better husband, father, and friend. But the project is not for every man. In fact, it's not for most. For men who are okay with being in a rut and achieving less than their fullest potential, the project isn't for you. If you're not willing to put in the work to fix what isn't working, the project isn't for you. However, if you're done white-knuckling it through life, living one day at a time with no sense of purpose, and are willing to do what it takes to improve, the project holds the key to unlocking the next chapter. Graduates of the project join a brotherhood of modern-day knights and become the authors of their destiny. They have their fire reignited and reclaim dominance over their family, fitness, finances, and faith. If this resonates with you and you want to learn more, we encourage you to apply today at www.mdkproject.com forward slash OC show. Everybody wants to be on top of the hill. The problem nowadays is people want to get dropped off at the top of the hill and look down. It's that I overcome mindset that makes all the difference. See, the way we're taught is you're going to claw, you're going to scratch, you're going to bite, you're going to dig, you're going to do whatever it takes to get to the top of that mountain. That unequivocally is how I have managed to keep myself moving forward and finding success. Two seals, one mission. The Overcome and Conquer Show. And welcome back to the Overcome and Conquer show. This is an amazing episode for all you out there who are infatuated by the, you know, Ray, I describe you always as a Greek <laughs> god, but when those out there who are inspired by the Greek gods of the United States Navy SEAL teams, this episode is going to be all about that today because we absolutely have an amazing guest, a great friend. Dude, are you rocking your bobblehead? Yes. Except you have a picture of your bobblehead as opposed to the actual bobblehead. Because Without the bobblehead being here, that's called gear adrift, isn't it? No, because when I bring it, everybody wants to steal it because, because everybody wants to be me. Two is one, <laughs> one is none. There should actually be two Ray Kashkar bobbleheads. Yeah, you need one. Okay. You, one here. you know what? That's all I'm saying, man. Well, we got it made in Japan and it took like four years to get. So <laughs> we don't know how to do this again without. I thought it was a done deal. And well, it, and I and I did realize that, you know, they when they made it, I mean, it looks like they put your head on top of my body. They don't have a steroid really version. <laughs> I asked them that. They didn't get it. <laughs> I mean, it's really sad. I, I'm, I'm sad when I look at your Bible. Anyways, hey, back to the show. Holy shit. We got uh, a great friend and teammate who absolutely is doing some amazing things out there. As a matter of fact, I am sure that there are some of you out there that has seen his amazing, amazing book, Uncommon Grit, 
which they gave him unprecedented access to United States Navy SEAL training buds. And it wasn't just him taking pictures. He has got the most incredible eye for photography and he catches these incredible images of guys through going through training. So even if you've never been through training, even if you just have an appreciation for the hardship, the resiliency you have to have to go through this training, these pictures are incredible. And I tell you what, for us, for myself and Ray, when we went through training, you know, when I rode around on Ray's shoulders for those seven months, as those glorious months. Thank you. <laughs> as we went through training together, it brings back a lot of memories. So today I think we're going to have a lot of fun getting into this. But uh, without further ado, I would like to introduce our amazing guest, Mr. Darren McBurnett, a.k.a. Mac B., yeah. Also known as yeah. McTeens. <laughs> but uh, I got to You guys, I got to read you his bio because he truly is a modern day renaissance man. And a lot of people that don't know anything about the SEAL teams, I think they think that uh, we're all like Ray, just knuckle draggers. But we are not. <laughs> I love you, brother. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> Proceed. Uh, no, seriously, though, there are some incredibly intelligent, very uh, eclectic individuals that have been out there that have just, you know, been there and done some incredible things. And McBee is one of these individuals. So he holds a bachelor of arts degree from Purdue university, high school MVP and state honors in multiple sports, cross country track, indoor track, swimming. He's completed hundreds of road races. And listen, He's one of these guys that started his naval career later. We're going to get into why that was. But he didn't even join the Navy until he was 24 years old. He went through SEAL training at 26, which I got to let you guys know, that is an old man to Geriatric. go through training. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he doesn't come close to the record. I do believe the record was 40, I think. Ken Greaves, wasn't it? Ken Graves was like 38 or something. He yeah, was I think 40 stunt is the record. Like that. Yeah, like but, that. Uh, but still, oh, yeah. I mean, anything above about 22, you are feeling the pain of every day going through training. Oh, I, yeah. I, I was felt it. Oh, I felt it. Every day. Like for me, I was 18. I was made out of rubber, but I still felt it. It's like you should get a senior citizen discount or something. Like you should cut a week <laughs> off or something. <laughs> you automatically get AARP when you check into Buds and you're over 24. So, but uh, he went on to a, an amazing career in the SEAL team, SEAL platoon leader, senior enlisted advisor, worked at multiple East Coast SEAL teams, uh, was a free fall instructor, received a ton of awards, and now he is out there spreading an amazing message of motivation and inspiration, uh, working for other nonprofits to highlight the sacrifice of our brothers and sisters that have been lost and those who have been wounded. But I tell you what, what he is known for today, what he is really getting out there is highlighting his yes. incredible photography. He's got some big things coming with this book and prints that are coming out. You guys absolutely want to find it. But it is my tremendous honor to have on our friend, teammate, modern day renaissance, all around good looking, stellar <laughs> individual, mm. Mac B. Yes, thank you. That was, that was really cool. I was waiting for like smoke to go and fire going on. And that's coming. That was, that was they, a great had that, thing. they had that post. Oh, I was just wondering. <laughs> Bigger yeah. sponsors, that shit comes. It's yeah, coming. Yeah, Don't worry. It's coming. I'm sponsoring that, man. I feel like The Rock coming down, you know, WWF and stuff. So freaking awesome. But uh, thanks for having me. It was really, it was really fantastic. Um, it's just, you know, there's, there's something huge that I like to think about is like synchronicity, like, uh, you know, change of the purpose. And the other day, I, uh, I was just basically, um, 
I don't know, basically just screwing around. And uh, and I just happened to turn on uh, Instagram and Ray was live. Like literally, what was it, yesterday? I'm like, oh, look at that. There's Ray. He's back on. I love watching Ray in the morning when he's driving to the gym. And hold then on, I'm hold like- on, Hold on, hold on, stop, 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 stop. I need you to tell the entire world. <laughs> tell the entire world, the entire world. I was the third person he followed after two other people and before Jason Redmond. So I want the world to hear- because we just talked to him at lunch. Did I Who, even have an account then? I don't think you did. Doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. Know. That's not irrelevant. What's irrelevant is, is the captain was first. But tell them who in yep. what order you followed on Instagram because of their awesomeness. All go. Right, all right, here we go. I get Instagram was, was just an amazing thing. You know, Rob O'Neill uh, started me on Instagram. Who's it's that? Like, yeah. He, <laughs> just, 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 just Rob, just Nizro Navy SEAL Rob O'Neill. He he, obviously he's Irish. Has he done something? Yeah. His yeah. name sounds familiar. He's yeah. a very good shot. The match is what he <laughs> okay. is. He's, he's really good. He, he won a skeet match. Didn't he get, didn't he like kill someone? He did. He did. And he deserved it. <laughs> yeah, he so, did. That's um, awesome. But what I loved about Rob is even at Bud's, he was shooting 300 perfect scores at the island. And all the instructor staff were looking at him, and Rob was like, oh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But uh, he, we were in a bar in New York City, believe it or not, having booze. No. And uh, no, I know, say, say it, it isn't so. so. And uh, so him and I were drinking, and I showed him. There's two people that, that, that saw these photographs right off the bat when I had like 10 of them done. Rob O'Neill was one, and I showed <laughs> Ray the other one. It was Kid Rock. So there's that's in order of the people that saw the photographs. And Rob's like, well, let's start you an Instagram account. He goes wait, on wait, there, wait, we wait. make Kid it. Kid Rock was third? Uh no, he's actually said not uh not on following Instagram. Oh, check. Yeah. Okay. We're Can, not even getting to that. I'm two yeah. right now. Don't okay. worry. Right. Right. Hey, sorry. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to steal your no. glory. Hang and on. So, uh, Should I highlight this for a second? So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let me get my announcer voice. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to highlight that Ray Crash Cash Cash. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, that Ray Cash Care was number two. To Rob O'Neill, hey, I'll fucking take it. Yeah. I'll take that. Hey, and, any day. And I was a barn burner with Kid Rock. So continue, please. So it was hilarious. So Rob's like, well, well let's start you an Instagram. I'm like, what the, what the hell is that? And he goes, oh, yeah, social. I'm like, dude, I, I'm duh. What is it? So he did it. He, he starts my account. I go, we'll call you McTeams because that's what we did in Teams. I'm like, okay. Well, you got a 3842 next to him. I'm like, all right, I don't give a shit. Now what do you do? He's like, okay, well, let's upload, let's upload that one. But I'm like, all right, here, let me give you some followers. And he goes to his Instagram account. Hey, follow McTeams3842. Bam, I'm like 1,100 followers. I'm like, literally 24 hours. I'm like, now what do I do? You know, he goes, we'll just post your pictures and post talk pictures. about them. Hmm. And so I had no idea what it was. So I would like post one every two weeks. And every week I went, there'd be Rookie. more and more followers. I had no idea what to do. And I'm like, who do I follow? And Rob's like, so I, apparently I follow Rob and Jessica O'Neill, his wife. And I'm like, and then, and I started like searching through Instagram, just, oh, well, I don't even know what the fuck this thing is. It's like, oh, what yeah. is this? And then I saw Ray Cash. He's like, Ray this Cash. Guy, I saw, this guy looks freaking awesome. His team, I'm going to follow that guy, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> my guy, hey, Ryan, producer Ryan, uh, hey, please, please, uh, Ray's head is growing beyond uh, what the studio is. can hold. <laughs> can you do, <laughs> release a little yep. pressure? He's staring at himself. Don't you in cut that shit out. A yeah. pressure release valve, make sure it's working. And so uh, it was a after I started following, uh, and then I pressed more photos i didn't know who to follow at one point i had like like six thousand followers and i was following like four people no then i felt like a douchebag i'm like oh i should follow people i don't know what did i do and so then i uh then samantha bonilla she started fo uh, following me so i started following her then mikey at, uh forge mike and then forge because i started doing stuff with them awesome, and then dudes. it started building from there Lots, but, but ray forge. was like number three 
I know we said two. We can put him at two. Oh, but he's he, like three. wait, 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 wait! You just got dropped to number yeah. two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was it was it was Rob and his wife Jessica and then Ray. That's Technically, they're a team, three. so I was second. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Go, yeah. Team O'Neill <laughs> then me. All right, got it. All, right. All right, let's move on. So, uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this uh, interview, because I think we're going to get into a, there's going to be a lot of fun here, just hearing oh, God, about yeah. your journey to where you came to, and and guys, I cannot stress how absolutely amazing these pictures are. <clears throat> After this podcast, you need to look it up. You need to look up Uncommon Grit, and it is going to be... Oh, I don't want to steal your thunder. We'll, we'll get no, at the end of the show. I no, like no, your I voice. You your voice tell. sounds really cool. I'm I like, want yeah. you to... Why? It my does. voice sounds very cool. It's, Ray tells I, me that, too. He has it me does. call him late I can at just, night. Yeah, it's like the color taupe. It's soothing. It, well, you it's know, so, he said, he calls me at night, and he says, will you talk to me before I go to bed? I always ask him what he's wearing. Usually nothing, I'm sure. Maybe we should talk about the Halloween party, but we'll keep going. So as we do with any show, we have our word of the day. And I tell you what, I, I love this word because I, I love individuals who are totally transparent in their lives and they don't put on any fronts. They're just like, hey, man, this is who I am. Um, I try to be that way. I try and say, hey, man, I mess up. I make these mistakes. I'm all about it. And just I, I think people can relate to that. And uh, McBee was the same way. So. Mr. Care, would yes, you sir. do us the honors for the word of the day? And then we're going to we're going to kick it right back over to you so that you can tell us why, McBee, this is your word. Hey, this is Ray Cash Care. Today, we're <laughs> the word of the day is this is a great word. It's and this is you, brother. It's eccentric. OK, eccentric of of a person or their behavior. So it means unconventional and or slightly strange. So mm. what does that mean to you? Oh, that's 100% me, man. I've always been a weirdo. I'll be honest with you. Um, I always have. I just, it's just who I am. I've, I've just kind of grew up in the 80s. I was an 80s, 80s kid. And you know what? I grew up watching Flintstones and the Jetsons and play outside and play with little Star Wars figures. And, yes. you know, just I was in my own little world. That's the thing about me is I, I've been living in my own head for years and years and years. Probably why I'm all weird. You know what I but, love about that story? You said plays outside, yeah. not computers. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Keep going. Oh Sorry. yeah, Actually, played outside, man. He had me at Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I'm, oh, a, I'm a closet sci-fi geek. Yeah, I was a fan until Episode One came out. Good lord. Anyway, we, we that's Where a whole we, we, yeah, that's a whole other that episode. Whole series, yeah, that's so. Yeah, I just, I just, I want, as if, if we are going to remotely talk about this and then we'll leave it alone, I just want Ray to be the offspring of Darth Maul. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Ray's not the offspring of Darth Maul. I hope I that always she thought he is. was. <laughs> oh, 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 Ray. Oh, we're, yeah. Three bad. seals picking yeah. on one guy. My bad. All right, so, let's go. Well, but, hey, what was the other definition of eccentric? Uh, it wasn't it uh, kinky. Yeah, I, that's my word. Kinky. <laughs> kinky. Yeah, you are, dude. You're a freak, but you're a freak in a great way. We love you. And I, if you guys don't know who McTeams is, you don't realize. I mean, this guy, I'm a wide guy. Okay, I'm five foot seven, two hundred and five pounds, and McTeams literally came to the house and like barely fits through the fucking front door. I mean, his <laughs> his shoulders, ladies and gentlemen, are like this big, and I I had this giant extra large shirt for him, and it's not happening. Not even close. Not even close. So, well, what's so funny? A lot of people don't realize. I think people think that the average seal out there are these great big dudes, and yeah. don't get me wrong, we have some big dudes in the teams, but. For the most part, big guys have a hard time making it through training. It just bashes their joints. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, so you're right. Yeah, I, w- I thought the same. What I was, I've always been a bigger no, dude. I, I thought right. they'd Producer be all really Ryan. big. Yeah, yeah everybody. Yeah. Thinks, no, I'll be honest. Not. It's kind of funny because I go speak at events and people have never seen me. You were a singer, exactly. I get that so often. People look at me and it's like the wind gets out of their sa- their sails, and they're like disappointed to meet me. They're like, "You were it ready? <laughs> ready? I'll, 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 we're going to go back to him here one second. I'm going to quote something from a movie because it's us. I thought you'd be bigger. We are the Daltons of the Navy SEALs. Oh, my God. Well, I, I get that, too. But I'm like, yeah, you look like you're being a SEAL, but you're a little fat. I'm like, gee, thanks. Thanks. I'm working on it. I was big at buds. I was, I, as a matter of fact, I'm probably much sure that I gained weight in Hell Week. Um, but I've always been, I've always been a swimmer and all that stuff. So thank God they had uh, swimming at, at SEAL training. But the thing about buds is simply this. The question I get the most was, uh, did you always want to be a Navy SEAL? Was it your life whole dream? I'm like, no, I got bamboozled into it. I don't even know what the hell it was. <laughs> the hell is that? So, you know, like I said, I got in the Navy first. I was a corpsman. So I went to a uh, HMA school well, there in San Diego. Let's, ba- let's back up for a second, because I do want to hear this path. I mean, you obviously you just, you're a self-proclaimed eccentric. So you, you, you walked a path. I mean, you have a bachelor of arts. Arts. That should tell you everything you need to know right there. About (laughs) about the creative nature of how your mind works and how you ended up. So, so who, who were you as a kid and how did you, you and how did you grow and find yourself at 24 years old saying, Hey, the Navy sounds good. And oh, by the way, I'd like to go get my skull kicked in for seven months in the hardest training in the world. Um, (laughs) So, you know, like I said I played outside a lot, just a kid, you know, just I did used to draw pictures all the time. And I was very artistic. I've always been artistic. I always like to to uh, play Dungeons and Dragons. And then I would draw I'd take the the dungeon and I'd just like draw the dragon and, and things like that. So that's always been my life. I drew in high school, but I was always a flake in high school. I graduated high school with a straight C average. You know, but I always doodle all the time. You can pay attention for nothing. Um, but uh, but I I did like. So did you totally connect with the show Stranger Things? Where you like, I love this show. Yeah, it does perfect. Um, but when I but in high school I did gravitate to athletics. So I started out with cross country. Mm. You know, did track. Did that led to swimming. Did indoor track. Led to triathlons. I ran the Boston Marathon in like ninety. Uh, excuse me, in eighty seven as a as just a regular. Uh, I, we lived down in inner city Boston. And so, uh, as part of the YMCA where I started training for my first Ironman, I'd run up, swim, and then run. And then any long story short, it's like, Hey, we're the inner city youth group that, that initiates youth athletics to keep them out of like crime and things like that. So yeah, I'll do that. I'm an Irish kid here in an Irish neighborhood. So the YMCA took a busload of us all the way down to the Boston Marathon. And they said this, we gave out Exceed. You remember the Exceed drinks way back in the day? Mm-hmm. So uh, they're like, hey, give all these runners Exceed. And they're just like, you can run the bar- you can run the marathon if you want to. So they gave us these jackets and we were out of Exceed like in five minutes. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go run that. So I ran it, got done in like three and a half hours and then made up way to the, uh, the red line, went to the orange line, took two buses home, took a shower, ate a bowl of chili and watched an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation that just came out. Which, and, I, and I want to let anybody know that like three and a half hours is a good time yeah. for a marathon. Anything yeah. below four hours yeah. is a pretty good time for yeah. a marathon. And so, but that, 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 that was what I did though. So the next year I did like my first Ironman. And so I was always very athletic, but I couldn't pay attention for shit when it came to uh, uh, schooling, which is hilarious. Oh, you were destined for the yeah, teams. Yeah, I was we, destined, I always yeah. say, man, we are the... Uh, yeah. we, 
if you want to if you want to describe team guys, uh, it's a bunch of ADD adolescents. Oh God, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, look at me trying to do time calcs for debts. I'm like, God damn it, this sucks. <laughs> Where's an officer that can do math? You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but uh, but that's that was a path, and of course it wasn't. You know, it was C average in high school, so I went ended up going to Salem State College. But I made dean's list for two years in a row, and then I uh, and then I transferred to Purdue because my father went to Purdue, and my grandmother, and my brother, and my uncle, and my mom, and you know, my grandma went to Purdue. So we had to like kind of an in. So I went in and, uh, and of course with a liberal arts degree, of course, that's what I love about having a liberal arts degree is first of all, you know, just enough about everything, but not enough about anything to do anything important. Yeah. And number two, when you graduate, realize that I was in debt, three needed a job. And if I wanted a job, I had to go back to school for more schooling. And I'm like, you know what? I've had it, but my dad was a pilot in the Navy, so he flew AA-6s, and so we grew up on military bases. Nice. I and was so, just wondering that. Yeah, and Pilot. so it was, uh, yeah, exactly. So I felt at home, I'm like, I'm going to join the Navy because- So, so this was the path. It led you down. Yep. You kind of went to school. You were figuring yourself out. Mm-hmm. You got you got to enjoy some liberal arts where basically <laughs> you get to sit around and drink coffee and uh, a fantastic word I like to use, pontificate. Oh, yeah. On many different subjects. You analyze all sorts of Christ, stupid I gotta crap. I got to look up pontificate. Huh? <laughs> There you go. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was. A, then uh, here I am in the Navy. I'm a corpsman in the Navy, man, and so uh, I enjoyed it because I had. So it was your dad that talked you into that. Basically, said maybe this is a good path, or how did you know? No, on he that? just like don't go in the Navy, just do something else. I'm like, I, I, I need, I needed structure. I really did. I needed because the the running and triathlons, everything gave me discipline. But in college, I kind of lost a lot of that stuff. I'm like, damn, man. I'm like. I need to do something, but I, I enjoyed the Navy life. I enjoyed believe it, growing up. I enjoyed the bases that we went to and I mm-hmm. liked that structure. So I needed that. And, uh, and it was real, just went right in and they, they signed me a corpsman because, you know, I had a liberal arts degree and as some of it was like, Oh, I, Oh, I minored in PE. So I'm like, of course I got that going for me. So, <laughs> but, uh, I did it. And then I went to uh core school, HMA school. And then we went to Balboa hospital. That was still in San Diego back San then. Diego. Or is it still, is core still, still in San Diego? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It's at, in Great Lakes now. Oh, okay. Sure. But, uh, San Diego right there. And then we went over to Balboa hospital where I got to hang out at Balboa hospital. And then, uh, you know, and it was it was great. And then you saw people. So did you know anything about the SEAL teams when you uh, joined the Navy? No. <laughs> so, so how did you stumble? You didn't know how about did, me? Here's how, what, did, how did you trip over that here, 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 Here's what happened. So, you know, I'm in the Navy in like 93. So internet was invented, what, 92 or some, something like that where it came out? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Al, hey, uh, producer Ryan, yeah, when did it? When did a it, smart guy over when there. When did well, Al um, Gore invent yeah, the Yeah, yeah. When did, yeah, <laughs> I think when it he, was 92. Yeah. So, so there wasn't a lot out there, but, you know, you had your crew counselor. It's fine. Time to start to rotate out. And uh, looking for the next ship I was going to be on, like the USS Always Underway or something as a corpsman or the USS Mercy or something. Or, or I, there was, I was pushed, oh, your athletic score is really good. You should go to FMF, you know? And I'm like, oh, what's that? But he goes, he goes, hey, your, your swimming scores are, are ridiculously good. Because I was doing like the, the PRT and, and I'd do the swims in like, you know, 545. With a side stroke. Holy wow. smoke. Yeah. I However, a, I couldn't do pull-ups for 540. shit. 5.45. I did an 8.32 and I thought I fucking, w- I came in like chariots of fire at the end thinking no, I was the bomb. dude. Yeah, I think no. I, I think the fastest I ever cliffed was like 6.50 something ever. And fuck, that's like fuck ridiculous. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but dude, holy <laughs> Yeah, but here's what's funny. know how fast, it, like in order to qualify for training that 500 yard swim, you got to do it in less than. Uh, 11 and a half? Yeah. 
or 12 and a half. 12, 12 and, and a half. half. Yeah. yeah. The run is 11 and a half. Yeah. The swim is 12 and a half. Now you're not competitive unless you're down below about 10 minutes. Thank yeah, you. I thought but, you were going to say 829, but good. <laughs> but the good, the good news is with oh, damn all it, I that, said that. the good news with all that, I barely did the nine pull-ups, barely did the 52 and 42. Okay. So it's like, I remember the guy that actually gave me the test. Uh, I got before I get test. He looked at me. He goes, "You know what? You, if I electrocuted a, an octopus, that's what you look like doing push-ups." I'm like, <laughs> "Wow! How do you react to that?" That's you know, graphic. I'm like, wow! Thanks. <laughs> yeah, Thank that you. really makes you think. <laughs> like in my mind, I'm envisioning an octopus connected yeah, just, to electric just, leads. And just, 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 no, I'm like shaking. The, 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 but anyway, so uh, my career counselor goes, "Hey." Uh, he said he said Navy SEALs. All right. He did. And I didn't really comprehend, but this is this Ooh. is this is how he bamboozled me. He goes, Hey, um, check it out. These guys scuba dive and they swim all day long. You're a fast swimmer. You should go. And I'm like, oh, pff, I'm yeah. a great swimmer. I have to do is swim all day. So here's my here's here's McBee. I'm so like, you're basically oh. thinking you're joining the Navy swim team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I'm gonna go do that to get out of work. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. That's how smart Little I was. did you know? That's that's pretty much what I think about when you go to Bud's. I mean, it's just getting out <laughs> yeah. of work for yeah. seven months. Yeah. Sun and or, fun. Or a year oh, for yeah. some of us. So I show up to this freaking place. I'm like, oh, and it's right across the bridge. Look how cool this is. Oh, I barely have to do anything. I come bebopping across the front desk. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to kill this place. I get to swim all day. I already had envisioned in my mind what I was going to do. And as soon as I got onto the grinder, I'm walking across with my my dumbass Cracker Jacks, and you know, instructor just to I forget it, I think it was Gillespie was his name. Oh yeah, Kyle Kyle Gillespie. Kyle Gillespie. He yells at me, he goes, "You are the fattest man in the world." <laughs> and I remember kind of in my head going, "Look who's talking." Yeah, either. Wow, you know, dude, that's but, so funny. Uh, of course, I didn't know how to react to that either. I'm like, yeah, I've always been big. And then he's like, so he's he's like, go ahead. He yells at me, go hit the surf, you. And I'm like, I didn't know what that meant. And so I'm like, I so I asked him, well, what does that mean? And of course, that was a wrong thing to ask, you know. And then he starts making push-ups. You run out of the surf, in fact, you get soaking wet head to toe and you run back. And I'm like, okay. So I start untying my shoes, you know, because I'm, <laughs> I'm taking them off. Yeah. That's he the, goes, what are you doing? I was like, well, I, I, do you have a locker room I can change? <laughs> <laughs> Bet that went over well. Yeah. Gillespie so, wasn't known for his patience no, or no. Uh, tolerating any fool. So, so as you can see, it deteriorated from there. So, then I realized this place sucks. <laughs> what the f- what the fuck? What's amazing, though, is you you continued on, you know, I mean, because yeah. I do think there's a lot of guys. I mean, you see it. You see the guys that show up. And, you know, you have a month of pre-buds or PTR, where basically they ramp it up and uh, it, the ass kickings ramp up to basically mm-hmm. where you get to the beginning level of when first phase is going to start. So you see definitely guys who quit during before they ever start. And then you get the mass exodus that quits during the um, oh, yeah. first two weeks. So I'm surprised that you were like. I guess I'm going to continue to do this. Well, even what, though it sucks. well, I, I, I did, but it sort of turned into because I've done athletics my entire like you know <clears throat> adolescence, and I didn't want it to get me. I'm like, oh my god, I, I, I can stay a little bit longer because everyone picked me to quit number one or not make it. I was like, if everyone had a poll, it was 100% McBee was on top of the list. So, but I wanted to prove to everybody that I could. Uh, but I could do it. But I was like, thank God. When we get to the swimming portion, I love the two mile ocean swims. Like, oh, thank God. Oh, I I'm in the water. So oh, much. my God. I was so happy when I got in the freaking water. I'm like, oh, 
oh, I can relax. Someone's yelling at me and I'd pull my swim buddy along. Come on, you know, but, um, but here's what changed is uh, hell week changed for me. Cause that's when I stopped thinking about myself and I started thinking about everybody else. Yeah. You know, when I started caring about the guy next to me more than me, because I knew if I quit, then now they have to take all that load and it's possibly them getting injured. Number one, you know, and, um, and more damage can go to them. And number two, it was like, well, if I quit, then all this shit I did was for nothing. That's a exactly. big waste of time. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, so, the further you get along, you're just like, oh, my oh God. Boy. So let me ask you this, okay? So if, if for the people that don't know you, graduated Bud's class 208. Yep. How old were you? 26? 26 years okay. old. Not a young man. Illustrious career in the SEAL teams. You've done it all. You retired after how many years? 24. 24 years as a chief? Yeah. As a yeah, chief. you were much higher than me. Yes. Obviously not as high as Jason, whatever, boohoo. But here's the here's what I have. This is what I want to know. And I think this is what the other people want to know. When did you come up with this fucking idea for Uncommon Great? Because that's what I want to know. Because in okay. your career, you know, you've done everything, which we're not going to get into. You know, you've been at multiple teams. You know, you've done it all. You know, you've kicked ass. You take names. But and because there's nothing else out there like this. You know, no, we were yeah. talking at lunch today and it's like, you know, I've, I'm trying to work on my book. Jason's got a second coming out. I mean, y this is cutting edge technology. And not only is it that, it's 216 pages of fucking memory lane for me. And every time Jason and I turn a page, we'll get into that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and the fact is, is when you turn a page, if you have went to Bud's or you want to go to Bud's or you even want to know what the hell Bud's is about. I mean, it brought back so many memories, goosebumps. Mm. Yeah. You um, capture, you capture the emotion yeah. on the faces. Like it's, you capture the, the emotion that's in the air in that moment in time. And, and so I, one of the things, I mean, there, that, <clears throat> You didn't just you didn't just pick up an iPhone camera and go yeah, out there. Yeah, no. I mean what these are you, awesome. What led you down the road of photography that oh. then culminated in this book? Oh, when did you start that? Oh boy, that's a uh, well. I'll try to I'll try to uh, condense it as much as I can uh, for you guys. And and I get that question a lot, and that's that's what the big ones always ask. So I picked up photography when I was a free fall instructor in Yuma. So I I got that I got that gig. You know the one that everyone avoided when you went through free fall jump master. Well, that one that bullet hit me. So I'm like, okay. So I went out to be a free fall jump master, which I uh, free fall instructor, which I enjoyed. I really did. But um, me, I really enjoyed the ramp that went down at five fifteen in the morning. I love it. You guys remember the ramp yeah. going? That's that's straight up the Navy Seals. Right. Oh, yeah. oh my god, it's so my favorite cool. scene. I actually, I actually have a yeah. song. I actually have a song that plays whenever I think about that in my mind. It's Van Halen's, like right now, the opening piano interlude. Oh, Mine's yeah. running the hills when like, the music right picks when up the music and drop. when we're running out. But yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah, Everybody's got one. Yeah, Mine's Dancing Queen. Yeah. yeah. Oh my nice. <laughs> Fucking Ryan. Mine's uh, Gary Newman's Cars. But anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I remember, it's like, I love that. And I remember being with my student. I'm like, man, look at that. You're getting paid to do this right now. Look at the beautiful orange. Just look at the vermilion colors. And I and I use the word vermilion because that's actually a color. And uh, my student really, he's like this, ready to jump out. And he looks at me like I'm the weirdo, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, go. I slap and he goes out. And and then I just remember really enjoying it. I'm like, man, somebody should take a picture of this. And so 
Are you looking that up? I have no fucking clue what that word means. Uh, (laughs) I joke around a lot. I have no clue what that word means. And I really don't think the audience does either. And I actually play stupid, but I do not know that word. Can someone please tell me? Isn't it a, isn't it a form of like an orange? Yeah. Orange red. See, it's not like a burnt sienna. Is it a burnt sienna field? I learned that from working at the gap, but we'll go on to something. Vermilion. So uh, the colors were just, anyway, I remember come find out. It's like, uh, somebody picture this. So, of course, I go to the video debt and ask them you know, if they wanted to give me a picture of that. And they looked at me like, what? And anyway, long story short on that one. So I decided to learn photography. It's like, I want to take a picture of that because I got my MFFI right now. I was an MFFIE, which is a military free instructor evaluator. So mm-hmm. I was like one of the top echelon of, of guys. And, uh, and I wanted to do that. So I, I, I had this skill to be able to do two things at once in the air. So, so, so hang on. I got to pause for a second <laughs> because the, the, this is just funny to me. That's probably missing out on a lot of people. Like the average person out there that's like, you know, I think I'm going to get into photography. You know, they're walking in woods or they're taking pictures in their house. You stand on the back of a ramp at 12,500 feet, give or take. And you're like, I want to start photography while jumping out of airplanes and taking pictures of guys in the air. Yes. Which is hysterical. Well, it's hysterical to me because it's, a you know, that's like a team guy mindset. It's like, well, I'm already doing this extreme thing. So what else can I do? What else can I do? Yeah, exactly. You're 100% correct. So of course, at that time, I'm unhappily married with kids. And so of course, that means I was broke. And um, (laughs) so, but I wanted to learn. So I went to Dr. Google number one to learn photography. And then I learned this what is did did DSLR digital? What do we have digital photography? What the hell is that? You know, and so I started learning. Then I went to Barnes and Nobles with my daughters. They went to the children's section. I went to the photography section and I pull out books and I would sit and read them and take notes with my little uh, uh, my little green book that we all get in, in the teams. You mm-hmm. write a book. And then I'd be that guy. I just put it right back and walk out. So, <laughs> so, so I got all these notes and I'd look them up. And then finally I realized I didn't really have any money. So, uh, a lot of stuff that I had, a lot of comic books that I had and action figures and things, figurines that I had, I sold and I got a, uh, I got a Canon 30D with a Tequila lens. So that was the yeah. first camera you first ever camera. bought. camera. Love it. I bought a gold member, Ray. It was a gold member. And that was the, what. Does that have something to do with your lower extremities? Yeah. I mean, I'm just wondering. It's, it's, a little, <laughs> it's a little gold plate that actually goes on your camera helmet. And so I drilled a bunch of stuff, went to Home Depot, made it. And then finally I got the, the bite switch to take pictures and video at the same time. And then that's how it started. So I did my first jumps. I couldn't do it while I had an instructor because I really wasn't qualified. So I got to the video debt, went through the course, and then I jumped the advanced course uh, and video them. And that's what I'd practice my photography. So my first shots were at 16,000 feet going like 120. So awesome. And then you learn there, but here's something that's tricky. They had, you had to learn how to edit this shit. It's digital. And so for six months, I didn't have a a camera. So what I tell like a lot of people that do photography is I learned it backwards. I learned how to digitally edit, understand because it's a digital photo. Everything is numbers. Okay. It's not a picture. It's numbers. And your, your photo is in, it's in red, uh, red, bright and blue, uh, excuse me, red, green. And I, um, uh, blue channels and it's all black and white. And so once once you start learning the histogram, understanding that everything you're seeing is like you're like a terminator. Everything is is numbers, and those numbers mm-hmm. represent grayscale. And and uh, and so when I started looking at things, I was like, okay, I know what that's going to look like. I know what histogram looks like. I know what that means digitally. And so when you get into the, when you finally dump it in the photo, you're like, oh, that's Photoshop. It's like, no, dumbass. That's how you get to edit your freaking photo. That, that's, that's amazing. So this, <laughs> this is a level of genius. It, no, it really is because it means you 
are able to look at the world outside and translate it into digital. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's Numbers. an amazing skill because you're you're already taking the picture, thinking about yeah. what you can do to that photo, mm-hmm. which must be why your photos in here are so amazing because you're already seeing digitally in your mind what I yeah. can do with this. It, it, it's exactly and that, and that's, that's a gift. That's how I learned, and then it just got better and better. And of course, after time, I got done with free fall. You know, I got out. I got back community. I, I went out. You know, did two years in Sencom at a Jusota and then learn stuff. And then, then my, my name got out there a little bit. Say, hey, McBee, take a picture of me, you know, or, or take a picture of Rebel Tune or take a picture of this. Hey, go on this, you know, it just happened. Just Do you talk about it. when you went to LA and you were taking those pictures of the models that were doing those things together? Do you, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that we was Ray. We weren't supposed no, to talk about that. Don't get me into no bullshit. You, you guys are running this. Nope, don't bring hey, me into this. Hey, wait, no, no joke. We know that was going on a little bit with uh, certain individuals. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So. Who was that guy? The memory he was he was doing. Uh, I won't I won't name names. I won't oh. dime him out. But there were several guys that that got sucked into that. That uh, they were targeting young bud students to go take uh, pictures that were ending up in the back of uh, good porn- times pornographic. Oh, <laughs> Damn it! I got caught. I got busted a couple times. So my question is, and I'm going to get serious here, is for people that don't know what Uncommon Grid is, it is a I don't even want to just say a journey through buds, but it's 216 pages of of just brotherhood. I don't know yeah. how else to say it because the question I have for you, the question I've been wanting to ask you, I should ask you earlier is, you know, we pulled a couple powerful pictures up. And my yeah. question to you is, as an artist, okay, just like, you know, what, I mean, the, what, the picture you showed us, I know, because I, I don't know how to say this without getting emotional. They have so much meaning. When I looked at your, you know, today you gave me a, you gave me a gift. You gave me a print and I had goosebumps. What inspires you to take the picture that you take? Because like the one that we're obviously we're going to show, I mean, when I look at it, I, I feel a lot of different emotions. How do you mm-hmm. draw from that? Uh, so that's, you're, you're, you're hitting on exactly what um, I wanted to do. Okay. Especially as an artist, I, you know, people look at me, it's like, oh, you're a Navy SEAL. It's like, no, I'm retired. I'm really, I'm actually a, a weirdo artist, you know, just let you know. Kinky. Um, yeah. Kinky, you know? Uh, so, <laughs> um, but what you're talking about is, is how this came about. Well, the book came about through getting requests on Instagram. It's never going to be a book at all. Okay. That's, it was not the, the whole thing really started with, uh, I got a pacemaker put in. Uh, so what that means is like my, one of my last platoons that I was doing at SEAL team three is, um, uh, you, you learn, you learn a couple things when you're 44. Number one is you don't become the platoon chief of platoon when four of your guys, your new guys were born when you went through buds. So you got that going for you. And, uh, and I'm 44. So my heart, my heart was like, ah, we're done, you know? And so I ended up at Balboa hospital pacemaker goes in and all that. And so I had a lot of time to reflect, you know, and then, um, uh, I, I got a call from a, a lot of senior leadership. One of them was, uh, 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 the commanding officer at uh, uh, Duncan Smith. He doesn't Duncan Smith, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so he calls me. He's like, "Oh, McB, we got this thing going on, and and you know we're trying to do you know he's Admiral uh, uh, um, Admiral uh, Stevens at the time. Oh, actually, he was Captain Stevens at the time. He was the CEO of uh, uh, of the center, and now he's the uh, now he's an admiral now. But they wanted to do, redo like the the new command and dog videos and things like that. I have to tell this stuff because that's what leads to this. Okay. Um and um. And so asked, they they already knew about your yeah. photography skills. I mean, you already yeah. were making a name for yourself. Yeah, and it was weird. And, and Duncan Smith, it's like as actually when I was actually um, teaching free fall and actually teaching our guys free fall at ATC for a uh, for a hot minute. 
um, he came out and asked me to to film from uh, some free fall for a movie for whatever, sort of a short video documentary for something else. It ended up being an act of valor. I'm like, wow, that was kind of cool, I guess. You know, <laughs> so I did all like the air scenes and stuff like that. But anyway, nice. that, that's how he came searching me again. And he asked me to do the same frigging thing, but we're doing it at Bud's. And I, I, you know, I felt like that scene at a major league. I'm like, I don't know. You know, I, <laughs> I don't know if I want to come out of retirement. <laughs> I, I got a pacemaker. I'm, I'm watching My Name is Earl. I just don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, showing your age. Bag, bag, of yeah. che- bag of Cheetos in your left hand, yeah, right hand exactly, stuffed in your pants. Yeah. Ah. I'm, I'm, li- I'm living there just sitting there like I have to. I'm on convalescently for like six months, you know. So I'm just, you know, just be, basically, oh. But I'm like, all right, so I'll go out. And then I grabbed all my stuff and I go, here, here's what we're going to do. We want to do this new film. And and this was a, a, a snap some photos, if you will. I'm like, okay, I'll do that too. And we shot some video. And then all the people that wanted this new, it's a this new command video. So it was a high up, high up initiative. And so um, they asked me, I was like, all right, I'll do that. And we're all sitting around powwow with all their leadership. I'm like, yeah, McBee's a great photographer. Take some photos. And I'll always remember this. He just takes photos like, Ugh, we don't need any f- stupid buds photos. You got plenty of them. Nobody cares. <laughs> Who told you that? It was, I, for, I forget. Uh, someone. The, it was, yeah, I forget the name. Obviously, somebody without any. It, uh, it, it, it was a couple people. To see. Forward thinking. Yeah. Even the guy next to me I was supposed to be working with, he goes, I don't need any old stupid photos of buds. Nobody cares. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, Bet well, you're I kicking their stuff in the ass now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay. Whatever. So I start filming and everything. And but in my I I I snap a couple photos. And here's what happens. I, I did a photo that I had in my head that if I was gonna and I told myself I'll do all this video stuff, but I'm gonna snap a photo to put on my wall to remind me of where I started in butts. Okay? Love it. Love it. Uh, that was my initiative. It's like for me, Uncommon Grit started with my idea is like, well, if I'm gonna get this opportunity to do this at Buds, I want to put a photo on my wall of where it freaking started for me. When I made that decision, I'm not going to move forward. And it was, it's in there. You, you probably saw it. It's a, it's behind the, it's, you're, you're standing right behind a guy holding the log, just like this. All right. And, uh, and I did it in black and white because we all know it buds. Everything to me in, in buds is black and white because of the damn June gloom, May gray fucking marine layer that always came through that was always miserable, you know, always made us fucking cold. And, uh, and that was the shot. It was the grungy, sandy. If it's in there, we can probably find it. Um, uh, and that was the first shot and that's the way I wanted it. That, that was the shot. And then we got the, uh, right after that, um, I did the purple smoke shot, uh, the, the purple I, smoke. Yes. I love that. But everything else yeah. is the black and white. I love how you do the contrast of colors. Yes. The thing that gets me about your book and it actually pisses me off about it. Seriously. Is that every time I open it, I get different emotions. Like, you know, if you know, you're going to read a horror story, you're going to get scared. You agree? Yeah, but oh, every yeah. time I open this, and and what's so great is if you went to Buds, okay, hopefully you passed. I mean, but hey, if you went or you're thinking about it, this book, I mean, it 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 reminds me and brings back memories of shit that I forgot. Yeah, like in Hell Week, I was like, oh my god. I mean, and on a serious note, you know, Jay and I went through Hell Week together, and it's just like when I looked at that, when I put it down, I literally went like this. And I know my producer gets mad when I cuss, but I literally <laughs> went, I shut the book, and I went, holy fuck, I did that. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what, that's, because that's, that's, you know, Jason yeah. was looking at it too at the house uh, a while ago and he said the same thing. He's like, one, he was like, fuck, I should have got one of these. And two, did we really do this? And I was like, yeah, man, we did. Yeah. And that's where that internal brotherhood comes from. And if you're a person that's thinking about going to butts, and I know, I don't know if you even 
because literally we had to beg, bar and steal to get some of these from you. And we know, thank you very much. But there yeah, it is. look at that. That's the photo right look there. At, that's yeah. the one that started everything. Look at this photo, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you what, those logs, that's not fake weight. That's real <laughs> yeah. weight. I don't think that's yeah. old misery though, is she? Is that, that's not misery. It's about 300 pounds. 300 yeah. pounds. Average. Yeah. Tell if, no, old Miz is like 600. 600 or just short of. But um, that's what I love about this. And that's why actually, you know, you came to the house today. I have that. I have the limited edition. I don't yeah. have the, the crappy one you gave them. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. That was a joke, guys. That was a joke. A joke. But I actually have the, the coin that I actually mm -hmm. put. If you saw it in my yep, room, I have I my graduation of Buds and I put it there and it says Uncommon Grit. And then obviously it's, but. Whenever I look at that, it's kind of like, you know, the whole shoe thing where I told you about, I look at that. It tells me, you know, if you're having a bad day, I, I have done this. You know, you've been shot eight fucking times. Mike Day's been shot 50,000 times. I haven't, but I did accomplish that and I love it. And it's such a piece of history that, I mean, I'm going to take with me everywhere I go. I mean, people, if you haven't seen this book, I don't know if they, if they can get it how they can get it if not but if if you are if you want to get the real no offense nitty gritty of what seal training is it's well, right there well and even if they don't even if maybe you're out there and you're like yeah i've never been that interested in the seal teams it is the quality of these pictures and that is where your 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 artistic talent just shines through you you are drawn into almost every single picture you have in this book yeah thank you that that's 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 what i want to to be um uh, let me just rewind a little bit after, like I said, just, just answer Ray's question. Uh, is that, we only got like what, three minutes left. Is that what I was looking? No, 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 oh, no. Okay. No. Um, he asked about uncommon grit and I said that, that was the photo. And so then I did a couple more photos like it and, uh, and they've got all the video. And then I remember Duncan Smith going, Hey, do you have any photos? And I pulled out my Mac. I was like, yeah, I got these ones. And let me tell you something, talk about a lot of people. Good. <laughs> I know a producer doesn't like us to cuss or anything, but literally when you got guys looking at it going, Holy fuck. You know, you can see in their head, they're like, we weren't expecting that. I'm like, yeah. I, I know, you know, because it's me, but no big deal. So anyway, so that started, the, hey, you need to do more of that. And then it turned into, then I, then I, uh, I, I'm calling if I got attached to buds as requests from the leadership over there, because now they had grandiose ideas of what they wanted to do with this stuff. They saw those pictures like, Hey, we're going to put these pictures all around the grinder. You're going to put them in here we're gonna put the head shower and put them in Warcom. We want all this. We're going to name it. And they named it like it was project heritage, project inspire, you know, just important everything. And then we went over to first phase and was like, Hey, you're going to do this, but this is what you're going to do. And I'm like, Oh, well, cool. And so then it started and then the, it just built, built from there. And then, you know, I finally retired, but um, never, never really finished because the whole, the whole, the, give me the grand specter of this project. It was to take four or five photos that define first phase, second phase, third phase, and every block of training in SQT. Yeah. So you can see that that, that was a grand, grand vision. So I applaud the leadership. Uh, and uh, hang on, let me uh, interject just because not everybody out yep. there. So uh, SEAL training is broken into three phases. There we go. First yep. phase is kind of the, it's the weed out phase. It's yes. where they try and apply as much physical pressure on you. Hell week is part of first phase and most people quit during yep. first phase. Second phase is dive training where you get 
Uh, still equally hard. It's the second part where most guys will quit with the culmination being something called pool comp, which basically they just Ooh. kick your ass underwater and try and get you to quit. Try to drown you. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. And then uh, third phase is uh, it's weapons and explosives and ground tactics. And then if you manage to graduate from SEAL training, now these guys go on to something called SEAL qualification training. So if you look at BUDS as high school, mm-hmm. SQTs like college christ and we're old too because it was stt when we all went through Seal tactical training yeah. remember that shit so this stuff, is sorry, a stuff uh, earmuffs so this is a year-long year-long pipeline that uh mcbee is talking about uh photographing so go ahead man yeah exactly thank you for sharing that i i i, I yeah I, I get stuck sometimes when i talk about that um but yeah that's that that was the um the 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 the, the tasker. I'm like, wow. And so then I, then basically what happened is I, I, I do a bunch of photos. I bring them to the PAO's office and I show them what we shot, you know, uh, download them. And then I edit them. It got to the point where I just like, I'm, I just start racking and stacking photos. Cause then I went up to Alaska, then I went out to diving and I did all this stuff. But then after a while, it just got so, it's like, I can't do this. I'm, I'm, I'm broken. I've got medical stuff to do. And it just got to the, uh, to, to the end where we just really didn't complete it. And then finally all the photos, it was 22,000 of them total that I had wow. all, all camera raw, by the way, not JPEGs, camera raw. Now let me explain what camera raw and J and JPEG is. When you, most people, when they get a digital camera, they, there's, 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 actually all sorts of uh, choices on there, but you get to choose between two. It's camera and JPEG. 99.9% of the people that have a digital SLR camera will shoot in JPEG. All right. Uh, there's another thing called camera. And what that means is a camera photo is just, is just taking the data. Okay. So if it's basically, uh, if I did to describe how that works, a, a JPEG basically takes that entire 27.2 megabyte information and chops into like seven megabytes, right? So that would be kind of like you would be representative of a JPEG and then Ray would be representative of a camera photo. Thank so you. now you have <laughs> you have a camera photo is all the information, all 27, you just, it's nothing added, you know, and all it is, is it's there. And then now you take that photo and then you start crafting how you see and, and you craft it, and, you know, you build your photo, which is basically what people did back in the old day with the dark rooms. That's how you built your photo. Cause you got this full frame thing with lots of information, lots of data. You can, uh, you can work with it. Um, anyway, so I'm giving them like a two terabytes of photographs, right? Here you go. Here's all the photographs. Go went through uh, uh, lots of leadership, lots of getting him released was the biggest thing. Uh, you got to release photographs, but uh, that all got done. And then um, the big thing that not of we're finally going to get what Ray talked about was how this come around is is I got when I got started Instagram and started working things, and I just released one photo at a time, and you know I didn't really think about it. So I in my mind it's like, well, I got all these cool photos. I I really, I really want to do a portfolio of this, you know, and in my mind, it's like, hey, maybe like a gallery or just kind of show people what this is. And then after a couple of years passed by, I always got asked to do a book. And then this is where the, the, the meat of what you talked about is like how, first of all, the whole thing isn't complete, number one. And I didn't want to, hey, this is my photograph of all of SEAL training or anything else. It's like, I wanted my most powerful photos that I took were all in first phase, hell week and, and to, to day one. And then that's what I really focus on because that that's where we all start out the same. Okay. We all show up here Mm -hmm. and then we're all, no matter what happens in your career afterwards, or you're in the SEAL teams and everything else, all that doesn't matter. That's why a lot of team guys look at this and they, they, everyone reflects back to that one time. We're kind of like these, we're in the nascent stages of who we are as human beings and want to do something great, you know, and, 
and we can all go back to that and relate to how kind of like innocent we were. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, this is, I remember that this was like, we all, because one thing you get all a bunch of seals together. One thing we have in common is we can, oh, we'll always talk about bud stories. Everything, oh, yeah. you know, and that's what I wanted. It took me about three months to come up with what I wanted to call it, you know, and I thought uncommon grit was perfect, you know, cause that's exactly what it is. It's uncommon and it's grit. And that's, that's, that's what defines you going through first phase, you know, because there's so much crap that you have to do and you have to challenge yourself every day. Not only challenge yourself every day, you have to care about the guy next to you too. Yeah. And especially when you're self-loathing and thinking about how, how miserable you are, the whole freaking thing, you know, and that's, and that's why uh, it is what it is. Cause you load it. It's like, all, all those hard decisions you have to make, whether or not to quit and, uh, and, and persevere through all that is right there. And plus it's through my, my eye. Cause I went through the shit. So it's like, okay, this is how I looked at this right here. So you see a lot of, you see a lot of vignetting in there. You see a lot of old school grunge in there because that's it. how I saw it. So let me ask you a question. Now I told you earlier, and I know we're going to have to wrap up here, here soon. I was pissed off because I'm not in your book, but this is what I wanted to ask you. <laughs> in third phase, I made myself famous by doing something. I don't know if you've ever heard it or not, but I made myself do something without touching myself. Have you ever heard this story? Well, I'm definitely intrigued. I, I <laughs> so I actually, in front of 55 guys, I made myself climax without touching myself. I learned how You're to do- that guy. Yes, I'm that guy. So my question is, I did. Kate, I don't know if that's a point of pride. That wait, I mean, wait, hold on, <laughs> LT. The E five, boy, E five of the Navy has the floor. I thought that was urban legend. That's no, like it's Richard Gere shit. It actually <laughs> still haunts Chris Courtley, Kate Courtley. But my question is, is would you have been dedicated enough to have that camera either deep on my face because I was I had double hearing pro and eye protection on, or on my junk and my UDTs? Would you have filmed it and been? the artiste that I know you would start to finish to get it. And would you put it in the book? Go. Yes or no? That's all I want. Yes or no? <laughs> well, I would have made that one a special edition book. That would have been so, on the cover? <laughs> yeah, they, that would have been a special edition one that you can only buy if you had a, a promo code and a code word to get into the site. Um, <laughs> and a, <but laughs> and a, photo, and a photo of your ID and a photo, over 18 yeah, years yeah. old. I may do it after we're done just to show you I still got it. I, but yeah, Jay. I, I, I believe you, but as an artist, I'm like, oh, I'd. That's how do you do that without? That's dope. Yeah, yeah. I, I would be fascinating that, that that actually people can actually do that because I'm older now, you know, and it's like it. Uh, I need a cigarette now when I'm yeah. done. Go ahead. Need need a lot more help in that yeah. arena besides my imagination. Yeah. So uh-huh. hey, this book has gone on to do some amazing things. It has gotten out there. It is it is a bestseller, and you have kind of been catapulted into the spotlight. You've been on national media. Yes. Yeah. You're speaking all across the country. Yes, so thank you. tell us a little bit about that. That's kind of an interesting transition. I know for a lot of us, I've yeah. felt that too. It was really interesting. Something that was an idea and, and pushed through Instagram. Uh, McTeams3842, if you want to go check it out. It was the Instagram fans that uh, really pushed for that. And so I, we made it. And then uh, I did a small run of it of 2,700 uh, books and I was like, well, let's see how this goes. And went on Instagram and like, hey, I gotta have a book now. Yay, look, check it out. Went through the roof. We went to print in three days. Yeah, that's how fast wow. it went. And then uh, went on Fox and Friends, and we're like, it got to the point where we're like, oh, we got it. We I, I have like I do a speech and he went on forty books. You know how that goes. And, you know, you go to 60, 60, you know, books here. And we're like, we got this gallery to do. We're doing a book fair. We're going yep. like, ah, shit. So we start racking, stacking all the books. We're like, okay, this goes here. This or this, this or this, and like we're. Well, we have this many left. I'm like, all right, well, so I went on Instagram again. I was like, I think it was like last month. I'm like, hey, I got 
I got 150 books left. I did two posts on Sunday, one on Monday, sold them all in 48 hours. Yeah. Done. That's how fast they go. I'm like, wow. But that's an honor. It's a privilege. It really is. It's a very humbled that people like it and you guys liked it. And most, uh, everyone that, uh, that opens up the book reminisce and loves it. I haven't gotten one negative thing from anybody about it. Uh, they just love where it's going and what it's doing for us and our community. It's kind of like bringing us all together. And that's what I really wanted. It's like, hey, let's just all go back to where we were all just innocent. And that's what I love about it. And now we're, we got picked up by Grand Central out of New York City. So they're going to do a yes. big run next next year for Christmas. And it's going to be, this will be in like Barnes and Noble, Amazon, Target, you know, just everywhere, which is freaking awesome. Now, are they going to gonna run more books? Yeah, they're running. Oh, they're so they're going to run in a huge amount. So yeah. those of you out there who are like, how do I get my hands there on it? There we go. That's, that's what we there it is. Yeah, that's coming. So when is that coming that they're going to be able that'll to get their be, hands on That'll it? be next year. But here's the big thing. We, Grand Central allowed us to print a thousand books and they're going to be here uh, last week in November. Nice. So game the, one. Yep. And okay, then there's, so there's going to be 20, out there. 20 new photos in there that we swapped out. Um, not that they were bad photos, but when you're an artist, you keep looking at shit over Always. and over again. You're like, well, there's too many ice boat pictures in here. Let's put this one in. And it just, it got to the point where my wife's like, hey, stop. And she actually pulled it away from me and like, no, we're done. This is what we're going to swap out. We're done. You know, and so that went up. And then, of course, Grand Central, we're going to sit down with them and, you know, they have an idea what they want to do. But uh, it's just a privilege. And the biggest privilege is be able to give back to our community, give back to uh, to fallen operators and families. We did a, uh, I just that my Eagle picture alone and the, and the Bud's photos raised over a million dollars for a charity called Folds of Honor, helping That's military awesome. families of honor get their uh, pay the ultimate sacrifice. But now I'm, 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 move, I'm moving on to more things now. It's like, hey, I want to branch off of like in whatever foundations you guys have, if they help helping other team guys do do uh, that are doing great stuff. How, how, how can I? amplify what you, how can I help you do stuff? And that's, that, that, that's my goal for the end of this year. We got a gallery in New York city next year. It's like, okay, let's, let's do a lot more good with this by getting together with, with other guys doing great stuff. Yeah, no, it's awesome, man. So, so obviously probably the best way that, uh, people can be aware of what's going on is to follow you on Instagram. Yes. That's probably your biggest that's the platform. Biggest one. So MC teams, three, eight, four, two MC teams, Three eight four two. That's where people can go. So after you watch this episode, definitely go uh, like McBee, and then they can also find you at your website. What's your website? Website dmcburnett.com. WWF. Oh, I just said WWF because you talk, uh, we talked about the earlier on uh, www.dmcburnett.com. D M C B U R N E T T dot com, and then we'll have some stuff in there and. And uh, we got posters coming, just all sorts of good stuff that we can do. So, um, yeah, man, it's awesome. It's great. Boom. Love it, bro. So, all right, man. Well, listen, uh, those of you out there, whether you are a young, uh, whether you're a young man who's thinking about going to SEAL training or you are someone who has always been fascinated with special operations or you're just someone out there who appreciates amazing photography. And, and I just loved what you talked about at the beginning because so many people out there don't have that. Uh, I don't have that skill that where you can look at the world and see it. It reminded me of the matrix. Yeah. Like yeah. you look at the world in zero, you know, in green zeros and ones scrolling across and you're like, I can manipulate this into an amazing photo. Yeah. So that's, that's a gift. Yeah, I'm glad I was gifted with something. Certainly wasn't good looks and muscles. You look gorgeous. <laughs> you look good looking, man. 
Don't, don't, Lord. don't, don't shortchange yourself. Oh, thank God. I got I'm this. the only one that's short. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this has been another episode of the Overcoming Cocker Show. McBee, it was an honor to have you, you on. Mr. Care, do you want to uh, shut us down? No. <laughs> no, I just want to sit no. here. I just want to listen you do sit your thing. Sit here and look pretty. That's it. You do your <laughs> so, thing, boss. Yeah. Well, hey, it has been another amazing episode. McBee, thanks so much oh, for having us for on. Having I can't wait to fantastic. watch the journey. Uh, there in um, uh, uh, Central... Uh, to, yeah, I'm losing yeah, it right that's here. That's okay. New York's... Uh, um, where is it? Uh, Grand, uh, Grand Central. Yeah, Grand Central yeah. Publishing. Yeah. I was actually... I, so anyways, guys, follow this. Here in November, there's going to be a thousand books available. So you want to get your hot little hands on them. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait. But follow follow uh, McBee on Instagram one more time, MCTeams3842, and you will be able to stay apprised and see some of these amazing photos. So, all right, guys, this has been another episode of the Overcome and Conquer Show. I am Jason Overcome Redman. And I am Ray Cashcare. And we are out. Boom. Thanks for listening to the Overcome and Conquer Show. Tune in next time, and please remember to subscribe on iTunes. Please visit OvercomeAndConquer.com. The Overcome and Conquer Show is presented by The Project. The Project is a full immersion, 75-hour experience designed for men who know in their core they are not living up to their fullest potential. Rather than waking up every morning ready to dominate life, the mediocre man rolls out of bed and slides into the same unfulfilling routine they've unhappily been in for way too long. The project is for men that have lost their eternal flame and motivation to conquer. It is for men living an unfulfilling life that lacks the excitement and purpose. If this resonates with you and you want to learn more, we encourage you to apply today at www.mdkproject.com forward slash OC show. Boom.